Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, October 12th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to continue talking about Hebrew words and why they are important. But before we get into that discussion, let us calm our hearts and minds with a prayer written by St. Patrick of Ireland. Let us pray. I bind unto myself today the power of God to hold and lead, his eye to watch, his might to stay, his ear to hearken to my need, the wisdom of my God to teach, his hand to guide, his shield to ward. The word of God is to, is to give me speech, his heavenly host to be my guard. Amen. Our scripture today is from the book of Numbers, the 15th chapter, verses 37 through 41. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them to make fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue cord on the fringe at each corner. You have the fringe so that when you see it, you will remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and not follow the lust of your own heart and your own eyes. So you shall remember and do all my commandments, and you shall be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So we're continuing with our sermon series, Hebrew 101, seven Hebrew words every Christian should know. So Tara, once again, I'll ask, what word should we know and why should we know it? So the word is mitzvah and it means commandment. And I think it's important um, because we are people who through the person of Jesus Christ declare um, an ethic of grace, forgiveness, and love but we're also called to be people who are like Christ and therefore we are to be holy and follow the commandments that um, God has set out for us. And I think sometimes Christianity does a disservice to the law in that we see this law as this thing that grace is over or against. In fact, the law was given for the good of God's people, not as a hindrance, but as a gift a gift of guidelines. And so I think it's important to remember that. And, you know, as always, don't believe me, believe our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ <laughs> when he said, uh, I came um, to fulfill the law. Yeah, so not to abolish that's, it. That's why I think it's important. Yeah, I think that's a really uh, important thing that you bring up that I think often we can set, you know, law and grace. We can't have both of those. We can't have both of those. They're antithetical. Uh, but actually grace comes through law and commandments. Actually mercy can come through those things that they're not just restrictive, but they're actually freeing in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was thinking about this in terms of 
I can't tell you how many things when I was a, when I was a young person, <laughs> um, to the point where I can no longer say that, but I can't tell you how many things seemed oppressive or binding to me at the time. And I was without experience. So I could not fathom how those things could be helpful to me. Hmm. And now I am grown (laughs) and I can see how all of those things were not to restrict me or bind me. They were for my good. And um, I mean, that's just one of the truths of growing up, right? That we realize that belatedly. Yeah. Do you, do you have one of those that comes to mind when you, when you think about those things? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. You are putting me on the spot. Um, I mean, there are lots of things <laughs> I can think of. I think if you think of any limit, yeah. right, that we are asked to observe that feels oppressive, yeah. you can also see it. So for instance, you know, not eating a bunch of junk yeah. is not because anyone's, anyone wants to deprive me of the taste of goodness. It's because our lives, our bodies and our minds work better when we nurture ourselves with good food. Mm. but that takes some time and experience to discern our bodies are also more forgiving when we're young. (laughs) You know, I can't lay away. You're saying when my parents told me not to shoot fireworks at my brothers, that maybe that was a good thing at the moment, even though it felt (laughs) like they were really encroaching on my freedom to aim that Roman candle right at my brother's eye. The same thing I experienced when I shot both of my brothers at different times with the BB gun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't learn lessons well. It took, you know, if I had any more brothers, they'd still be shot too. And that's why we need grace because it takes a few times (laughs) to get it. (laughs) That's absolutely right. You know, in the, in this passage, it talks about um, kind of these these physical with the fringes and the corners of the garments, these physical manifestations to be reminded of of God's faithfulness. Do you have any uh, you know physical things in your life that remind you of God's faithfulness in your life or your families, you know, hanging up in your mm-hmm. office or at home or? Yeah, you. I don't know if you've seen the one in my office. I don't think we've talked about it, but I have a picture framed of the creek where I was baptized. Mm. And at the bottom of it, I wrote that Martin Luther quote. You know, Martin Luther was said to get up every morning, put his feet on the ground and say, do the sign of the cross on his forehead and say, remember, Martin, you are baptized. Yeah. And so I have that picture of the place where I was where I was baptized where my dad was baptized, where my grandparents were baptized, all in that creek. And it says, remember, Tara, that you are baptized. What about you? I love that. Um, You know, I have, back when I was a youth director, I remember I um, I had all these little mason jars and little sticky notepads. And for one of our activities, I had each of the students write down uh, where you've seen the grace of God and, you know, have this somewhere because there are moments when you have, you're going to feel like there is no grace of God in your world. And so write them down. Uh, you know, things are going pretty well for most of us and, and have that to be able to draw it out. And, you know, maybe it's become sort of a shrine, but I've always had it on my desk and I've never opened it. Uh, but it's full of these sticky notes that I have no idea what they say, but I know that all those sticky notes represent uh, a time when, when God was faithful to me. Um, and I, I can yeah. look on those. I love that. Um, and you know, I had kind of a similar experience when I was a youth director. when I was discerning my call to ministry mm-hmm. and we went to Montreat 
And it was the first time that someone besides Brian said to me point blank, when are you going to get an MDiv? Like, when are you going to, when are you going to give up and just go get ordained? And I have a rock that I carried Mm -hmm. with me for years from that trip. um, That was, that reminded me when I got scared that whether I was scared or not, I'd already made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. That, That God's call is already on your life. Yeah. I love it. So with that, we're going to close with a quote from everyone's favorite, John Calvin. (laughs) (laughs) He says, to be Christians under the law of grace does not mean to wander unbridled outside the law, but to be engrafted in Christ, by whose grace we are free from the curse of the law and by whose spirit we have the law engraved upon our hearts. Hmm. Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed our quote and want to learn more, you can go to rocketcitylift.com. We have cited and put up all quotes and poems on the site. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.